What is up, my beloved colleagues? Welcome to another episode of the unique podcast, nearly in the NCCQE. Today's episode, one of my very, very favorite topics on the entire world. And I'm so pissed that they never uh, mentioned this on um, med school because mm, because of why I don't know but this thing is the best I've always been interested in this high altitude pulmonary edema and why because I did a lot of hiking I did a lot of mountaineering back home in the Andes Oh, incredible memories I still have from there. And well, yeah. And let's get into it, guys. High altitude pulmonary edema. And just bring him, bring in our assistant to double check what we just said. And it seems like everything has been told very well. The abbreviation will be H-A-P-E. HAPE. High altitude pulmonary edema. So patients don't start to become short of breath until they go. How high, guys? Any one of you knows that? In meters or in feet. How high do you have to go to feel shortness of, shortness of breath? 2,500 meters or the equivalent 8,200 feet you wanna know a good news? Um, if you're listening from outside the states the United States the good news here is that in Canada we use the most um, we use more the metric system not the royal um, useless feet and inches but well sometimes we we usually um make the conversion because um we don't want to exclude to our good brothers from the states but well yeah 2500 meters and that's um that height you can find it in several places in north america the rocky mountains um have peak had they have peaks and tourist places that are above that uh, range of two thousand five hundred and same with the Andes um of course goes worse with the with the Himalaya mm, the case with the Alpes um uh, it happens also but well yeah alpes are there are tons of them that are higher than 2500 meters mountains in alpes mm, but the highest peaks are not that crazy they are um the limit is the mont blanc and i believe that it's around 5000 
let's check it out. Mount Blanc. Mount Blanc is 4,800 meters. And yeah, it's the highest mountain in the Alps. So, uh, okay. So a slow ascent and training make heap unlikely under 5,000 meters. That's why it's hard to occur in Mont Blanc or in Switzerland, France, and all those tiny mountain countries. Ah, just kidding. Um, acclimatization to altitude happens more quickly with the use of acetazolamide. Acetazolamide, acetazolam, acetazolamide. Please, dear, not colleague, but dear slave. Acetazolamide. Acetazolamide. Last time I went to the Andes and I went to the South Mountaineering, I mm, grabbed with me some pills of uh, acetazolamide, or taps, because it comes in taps, not, not pills. And yeah, I distributed that to my, to my friends who tried to do the... Um, to try to clear and climb the peak with me. So hape is pulmonary edema with normal ejection fraction. So heart is working perfectly. What is fuck up are the lungs, and we're gonna see how it happens. So I should ask you guys, what is an specific test? Uh, our diagnostic test to get done in the HAPE, high altitude pulmonary edema? The answer is that there is no specific diagnostic test. And how do you diagnose this? Diagnostic this? Easy, guys. It's uh, someone who is going to altitude, is a healthy man, or not healthy, but anyway, he's got the symptoms. Clinic, uh, the clinical diagnosis is based on the presence of at least two of the following symptoms and two of the following signs. So, HAPE symptoms are uh, dyspnea, cough, weakness, and chest tightness. And I should ask you guys, because we love active learning, not passive learning. What are the signs of HAPE? What are the signs of high altitude pulmonary edema? Crackles or wheezing, cyanosis, tachypnea, and tachycardia. So, um, how to remember this? Well, I will say. Um, Well, for those who are uh, wondering, crackles stands for um, this sound that is like um, the it's like crepitate, right? It's like um, let's see if you can hear this from my hair. Oh, then that no, that's not the sound. This is how. 
So I hope the mic is good enough to catch that. That's what crackles mean here. We, uh, anyone who's got a Latin background education, you're gonna be more related to the word crepitate. But it means the same as crackles. We've seen, we say that last episode. Um, those are the, it's like whistling, right? Like if the guy's got um, asthma, but this is not asthma. So you got this um, crackling, whistling guy who is um, looking purple, breathing fast, and he's got a fast heart. It's difficult for him to breathe, and he's counting. And I remember that this cow, we, we started this before. Well, I started this before, as this is a... This cow contains some, um, so salmon color, um, let me see if I can find the right word. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the color of, of salmon, like, um, Kind of, uh, uh, what's the color of it, guys? It's between red and orange and purple. Well, yeah, you know that. But the color, uh, specifically of the of the of the meat of him. By the way, there is something about the that color that is a bit fake. Go check the Seaspiracy um, documentary on on Netflix to to find that out. Well, I I'm deviating a lot of of the subject, but while well, yeah, this patient Furnera, he's weak, and um, and he's got chest tightness. How do you treat this condition? First of all. You should ask yourself what does provoke this, and is the leak the is that the patient is missing oxygen? So treat with oxygen. Give him a rapid descent or descent. Descent. Descent and asteroids or nifedipine or sildenafil. And uh, asteroids, okay, yeah, you can use them. Finally, we're using them because it's been a while since we have um we have mentioned that asteroids doesn't work at all for too many stuff, but here you're okay to to have them. Okay, so well, um. Nifedipine or sildenafil works well because, yeah, maybe they're a function of vasodilation. And guys, that's everything you need to know about HIP. Diagnostic and look for how many criteria you need. Two and two is the thing. And now we're going to go even more and more wild here.
I love emergency medicine because you tr you get to treat tons of weird stuff and yeah, this is like an action movie. Let's talk about jellyfish stings. So if you like vacation, if you like and going to beaches and all around the world and going to mountains, going to uh, rivers where people can drown and going to caves where people can hit their heads, their asses, you're gonna love emergency medicine. That's my case. So jellyfish stings, stings, yeah. For me, sounds good. Stings. Stings. Patients may not see the tentacle. And guess what, guys? You will think that I made up all these stories, but I did. I was. Um, stinked by a jellyfish and I still have uh, the scar on, on my calf okay I'll tell you later what was my experience alright presentation of symptoms oh hold on patients may not see the tentacle but they experience pain and oh dude it really hurts Presentation of symptoms can be delayed as, uh, by several hours. Look for inflamed red skin with burning pain. And that's the sensation I had and I'm never going to forget that. I feel like I was burning, but nothing looked like that. Yeah, kind of just red skin, but is the burning pain what you feel. Equivocal cases are confirmed by micro microscopy. From a sample of wounded tissue showing nematocyst, nematocyst, nematocyst. Hmm. Nematocysts. So, and what the heck are nemat nematocysts? Nematocysts uh, is uh, a specialized cell in the tentacle. Of a jellyfish of or other coelenterate. What the hell? Coelent coelenterate. Containing borb or venomous coil thread that can be projected in self defense or to capture prey. Okay, I have to look for that nematocyst photo because. I want you guys to see this, and this deserves to be maybe the the photo of this of this uh, podcast. I wanted to put a photo of a mountain, but these things is relevant and the matchist. So there are tons of photos here. Um, can see like the most appropriate. All right, by uh, treat by removing nematocyst. Okay, so these disgusting guys are the ones who are uh, in our scheme. Um, wash the wound with seawater to prevent nematocyst from firing. 
Oh, I'm gonna tell you what they made me do. Scrape off stingers. Stingers? Hmm. Using a piece of hard plastic, such as a credit card. Hmm. Interesting, right? After a tentacle, and that's what you have available to uh, and close to you when you are in the beach. You are um, you are not having a. I don't know. You you always take your money there. However, nowadays in Canada, <laughs> too many people are not carrying their cards because we are using like NFC and we're paying with our with our phone. So maybe the driver's license you can use. People still carry this. So scrape off those stingers. And after tentacle removal, use hot water on the wound. Sounds counterintuitive, but this is what the book says. What does the hot water do? It is going to inactivate the toxin. And what substance can you use over that skin? You can use acetic acid. Guess what is the acetic acid? Vinegar. Vinegar, sorry. Oh, my um, German sometimes comes out. Vinegar. Vinegar. But no, it's vinegar. So vinegar may help prevent toxin release from nematocyst. Mm-hmm. Vinegar. So good stuff to use vinegar. Topical steroids and antihistamines relieve symptoms. So my experience was in August of it was like two thousand and five or before. I was a little kid. Um, swimming around the Venezuelan beaches, enjoying life as it is, and suddenly I was shouting very loud because I was being um eaten. I was being um kissed by a jellyfish. Turns out that the water was infested of jellyfishes. So fortunately, I jumped over um, a good uncle of mine who took me out of the water. And um, I remember I wa it was so sorry, so painful. And you know what the people suggested me to do? People that came around, they told me that I should use my on urine so they told me to pee over my injury of a jellyfish stink and guess what guys it didn't work at all maybe it worked maybe it didn't but i still have the mark the scar and you know what's curious 
uh, a Venus lesion appear from that. So and it's a, a, a varices. Yeah. Varices. Varices I have in my calf. And I had that since I was a kid. So imagine a kid having a varices. Varices. A varices. Wow, the fuck. So yeah, traumatic for me because um I thought that was the only thing for adults. But I already had this because of this um cute animal that I didn't see. So guys, watch out for jellyfish before you and go to swim on the water. And mm, next subject is going to be a heavy one. Not a heavy one, but it's a bit long. So I decide to better leave it for a next episode. And guess what, guys? Where we started this? Well, I started this before when I did um cardiology. I wonder if you guys did cardiology too. If you didn't, no worries, because I am here to solve your cardio issues, your cardio issues. And thanks for listening. I hope you keep nailing that damn test. Goodbye. I hope you keep Gucci.